Attracting Abundance. I am your host Jennifer Larkin, but you can call me Jenny. I'm a multi-hyphenated entrepreneur in the fashion and web design space, and I have so much knowledge to give, and I truly just want to give back. So I will be doing that in the form of podcasts, ebooks, lives, reels, TikToks, whatever it may be. I just want to offer as much value as I can. I hope you get as much out of this podcast as I intend for you to. I will be talking about things like expansion, design, strategy really anything that comes through because I'm always thinking of new things. So I hope you enjoy this and enjoy the episode. Hi, Andrew. Thank you so much for coming together with me and doing this together. I think it's great. I'm glad that we can both just want to start off by disclaiming we are not medical professionals. This is our own research. This is our own testimonials and all the things. So definitely always consult a doctor if you have specific concerns around things, share the knowledge and just, you know, kind of pull back these layers of things that people maybe don't know about. So just introduce yourself. And I just kind of want just like a very short snippet of just how you kind of came about Kong and Water. And then we'll dive into the information. Yeah, yeah, totally. So um, my name is Andrew Larkin. I'm Jenny's, Jenny's brother. And I've been drinking Kong and Water for about a year now, a little over a year. And I was introduced uh, to it by a friend who just started sharing about the benefits of it. And I just was so blown away with kind of what it was. And I was so interested and so fascinated in the fact because I, I understood that our bodies are water. I understood that our bodies are electrical beings. So I understood that like this has to do something positive. Like this is great. And then I found out about the antioxidant property involved with it. And it kind of just... I just kind of became, I just nerded out and was like, I kind of want to know how this works. Like, I know I felt it, I experienced it, but I want to know like how antioxidants play a role in this because I know for me growing up, at least like I've heard the word antioxidant all the time, but I have no idea what it was. And I just wanted to actually understand how it works, why it works, what's going on in the body and all that kind of stuff. So I just started to do my own research. And I think that's so important. I think like Jenny said, like we are not experts, we are not scientists or gurus. Um, I just, we're just fascinated in how this works and we self-educated. I think in today's world with YouTube and Google and so many ways to, and PubMed and different articles and so many people who've done this research, uh, self-education is such a tool that's, that's usable for everyone. Like if you're interested, you can go out on the web and find any information that you want. So um, I'm going to dive in deeper about what all this stuff is, but I also encourage you guys to do your own research. And if you vibe with this, just double check with everything and, and just feel how it feels with you, feel with your intuition, because I think that's one of the greatest ways to make decisions, honestly, to tap into that. So yeah, that's, that's a little bit about who I am and all this stuff. Yeah, definitely. And I just want to also say that going off what you said, there is so much information out there. So it's really important to also fact check what you're looking at, because there are just like opinion based places to put on stuff with like blogs and um you know opinion uh posts on even big uh publications Mm -hmm. so it's good like you said pubmed is probably the best place and peer-reviewed articles to find things that are actually credible um and backing up that information so um i really think that's important to share as well just quick disclaimer so um yeah i think For me, um, looking at it from someone that maybe doesn't really know about these types of things, can you just quickly define basically like what an antioxidant is, what oxidative stress is, and then what free radicals are? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll I'll give like the most basic overview of it. 
antioxidants are really good and they help fight off free radicals and free radicals cause oxidative stress and oxidative stress isn't very good so the more antioxidants we have the less oxidative stress we have that's like the basics the big macro overview of what it is but like what does all that mean how does it work and all that good stuff so i'm going to dive into i'm going to start off with free radicals and before i kind of define what free radicals are i think it's important to identify that our body kind of works intentionally for a reason and free radicals are actually a good thing when you have a healthy amount of free radicals so when you have a healthy amount of free radicals in the body it actually kills pathogens and it regulates cell growth naturally throughout the body but with a lot of things you know the dose is the poison so when we get an excess amount of free radicals it damages the body over time and the ways that we can have an excess amount of free radicals is by things like smoking things like drinking pollution right our air quality um, radiation, pesticides, processed, you know, junky foods, bad contaminated water, stress and anxiety is a huge one. Um, and lack of sleep. Those are just to name a few, but these are ways that we can get an excess amount of free radicals, which causes damage in the body. So now what are free radicals, right? So free radicals are, it's basically, it's a molecule or an atom with an unpaired electrons and molecules and atoms, they love to come in pairs. That means that they're happy. But basically, when a molecule or an atom has an unpaired electron and it's a free radical, it's going to go and it's going to scavenge the body until it finds a molecule with a paired electron. It's going to steal one from that. And then that guy's now a free radical. And he's going to go scavenge the body. He's going to find one and steal one from that. So he's happy. And then this guy's going to end this domino effect that just continues over time to wreak havoc on the body and causes so much damage on the body. And when we have an excess amount of this, when they're just constantly trying to steal electrons from each other, it creates, it damages the proteins, it damages the lipids, the DNAs, the cell walls, the cell membranes. And over time, it wreaks so much havoc on the body and it causes oxidative stress. So oxidative stress, now we're going to talk about oxidative stress. Oxidative stress, visually, I want you guys to visualize it, but by if you cut an apple in half, and you let it sit out for like an hour, right? It's gonna get brown, it's gonna get kind of gross. And if you let that sit out for three hours, it's gonna get a little bit more brown, a little bit more gross. If you sit it out for 24 hours, it's gonna start like wilting, it's gonna be unedible, it's gonna be just really gross and gnarly. And that's essentially what happens in our bodies, right? When the oxygenation hits it, oxidation basically means a loss of electrons. So oxidation is when those free radicals are happening, we're losing electrons in the body. So the crazy thing about oxidative stress is that oxidative stress is linked to all inflammatory diseases. It's linked to cancer. It's linked to high blood pressure. It's linked to diabetes, aging, cardiovascular disease. So basically, if you have any illness or disease or you're sick in any way, shape or form, like you have some form of oxidative stress in the body, which is huge and a game changer. And basically, oxidative stress, by definition, it's an imbalance of free radicals and antioxidants. So when you have a lot of oxidative stress, you have more free radicals and antioxidants. If you want to help kind of change that spectrum, we want more antioxidants than free radicals. So now we're going to dive into antioxidants, right? What are antioxidants? We hear about this all the time, and we know that they're good because there are products out there that are always saying they want antioxidants, but what are they? So antioxidants are, I like to call the knights in shining armor, right? They are um, like the dads of the body. They go and they go to these free radicals and they have an abundance of electrons and they're able to just, um, so that you have that free radical with an unpaired electron and that antioxidant basically just aids and gives and lends that guy a free, uh, an electron. And he basically patches it up and he's like, here you go, buddy. And then he goes to another one and he's heals that one. And then he goes to another one and he's patching up and giving these unpaired electrons an extra electron. 
So he's passing up the body and he blocks these free electrons from stealing, you know, electrons from other ones. And they do this without destabilizing, which is really powerful. So antioxidants are powerful in patching up these free radicals, which helps if we have less free radicals, we have less oxidative stress, right? So basically the more antioxidants we have, the better. We want as many antioxidants in our bodies as we can. And I actually did some digging. I haven't done too much research on this, but I stumbled across this. And I think it's really important to look at. I think when it comes to health, you know, when it comes to like money, like we want to get rich quick. When it comes to health, we want to find quick, fast ways to heal our bodies. So we might look at a supplement. We might look at a, at a pill to just like pop and like heal ourselves. But I actually found something um, that said antioxidant supplements can actually do more harm than good. And again, I haven't done too much extensive research into it, but I think that was just something to like raise your awareness to that. I think that's, there's a lot of truth in that. So I think it's so important to look at holistic ways to get antioxidants into our bodies. And some holistic ways like this are improving our sleep, getting deeper, high quality sleep. Um, exercising is so big. And what's more important is consistent exercise because the interesting thing with exercise is that exercise actually creates free radicals in our bodies like naturally so but when we exercise consistently we're creating more antioxidants in our bodies than free radicals so it kind of completely like you don't even think about the free radicals but when you exercise like intensely like once every like two weeks or something like that then you actually might be creating more free radicals and antioxidants so we want to make sure that we're exercising consistently managing stress is so big i swear stress is probably like the number one thing that leads to aging that leads to so many diseases and the ways to manage stress through mindfulness exercises um getting outside and just walking finding activities where you can just lose track of time and stay present because when you're in a state of anxiety you're worried about the future when you're worried about regret you're in the past so we want to find ways to stay present in the moment um things like breath work things like um, tapping, I know you're so into tapping. I've been listening to podcasts on tapping and it's the, the research is starting to be there. Like it's crazy. So find ways to manage stress because stress um, really causes um, inflammation and um, oxidation in the body. Just try drinking less alcohol and smoking um, and consuming whole, natural, beautiful foods from Mother Earth is such an amazing way to get antioxidants into our bodies. And these are all amazing holistic ways. These are practices that I've been implementing into my life daily and, and, and work wonders. But then I found out about Kangen water and I found out about its antioxidant properties and how kind of it just blows everything out of the water. So before I go into like what Kangen water is and how the machine works and everything, I want to talk about how do you measure antioxidants? You know, I feel like, again, we hear antioxidants, everyone's promoting antioxidants, but how do you know if how much is like, like, how do you measure that? And you can actually measure that through a scale called ORP. It's called oxidation reduction potential. It's the potential to reduce oxidation. And remember, oxidation is basically a loss of electrons. So when it comes to ORP, it's measured on a scale. And it's kind of like your it's kind of like a golf game. So you want to shoot for a lower score. So the more positive on the ORP scale, the more oxidizing, the more inflammatory, the more aging occurs in the body. And the more negative on the scale, the more antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, anti-aging, anti-allergy, that kind of thing. So we want to shoot for consuming and doing things that are negative on the ORP scale. So to kind of give a visual, things like tap water, bottled water, sodas, processed foods, junk food, smoking, all that kind of stuff comes out to a positive on the ORP scale. You can measure this by, they have these meters, little like 
metal things that you can like stick in the water. I've seen videos of people pouring like bottled water and then they just stick the thing in and there's like a meter that shows the number. So it comes up to like a positive 200 for like some bottled waters. And then if looking on the negative spectrum, um, you have things like freshly squeezed orange juice, you have green teas, blueberries, you know, you hear antioxidants and you probably think of blueberries and they're such an incredible source of antioxidants. And these come out to roughly like a negative 50 to a negative 150, which is really amazing. Like we want to consume these foods because anything on the negative side is incredible for our bodies. But here's the crazy aha, like holy shit moment, right? <laughs> when you measure conga water, when you, when you pour a fresh glass of conga water right off the top, it comes out to a negative 400 to a negative 800 on the ORP scale. And basically the equivalent, you get the same amount of antioxidants in your body in one glass of conga water as you do with five pounds of blueberries, right? Like five, like that's a ton of blueberries and that's in one glass of conga water. And so the potential is just absolutely off the charts insane. And so you hear about that and like I heard about that, I was like, holy, that's crazy, but how does that actually, how does it create antioxidants like that? How does this drinking this water do that? So then I started to do more research into how does Congo water work and like, what does it do to create antioxidants? And uh, I'm gonna sip of water for this one. <laughs> right. So basically, Congo water is a, it's a medical grade water ionizer and it has an incredible amount of energy and voltage and electricity goes through the machine and it hits these eight platinum coated titanium plates, these medical grade platinum titanium plates. And when it hits that, it creates an electrical charge throughout the water. It wakes up the water, it zaps the water. And when it does this, this water is like alive, right? It's the equivalent of a lightning, of a naturally occurring lightning strike hitting the water and waking it up, right? Natural occurring process. And when it does this, it disassociates the water. So instead of like a big H2O water molecule, it breaks up into H2 and O. And so molecular hydrogen, active oxygen, and some like anions and protons and stuff like that. And when it breaks up into H2, H2 is molecular hydrogen. And this is the goods. This is the juicy stuff. This is what it's all about. Molecular hydrogen is, it is the antioxidant. When you do research, like I, I really encourage people to go on PubMed and do actual extensive research on just hydrogen and molecular hydrogen because the research is insane. And molecular hydrogen is actually what gives and aids these free radicals that electron. The molecular hydrogen is what passes up and gives them that paired electron. So it's, it's the molecular hydrogen itself, which is the antioxidant. It's one of the most potent, like incredible antioxidants we have on this earth. And the molecular hydrogen, the incredible thing about it is that it is, um, if you look on the periodic table, it comes off as like the number one element on the periodic table. It's actually the smallest element in the universe. And since it's so tiny like that, when we drink it and we put it into our bodies, it hydrates us at a cellular level. And when it goes in our bodies, it actually penetrates our cell walls, our organs, our livers, and all this stuff so much more efficiently and effectively. And it's able to flush out all these toxins so much more effectively. And when we do that, we actually go through a detoxing process. So not only is it, is it fixing and, like, and, and patching up these free radicals, but it's also detoxing us at a cellular level. So when I started drinking this water, I actually, my, I started having stuff coming out of my skin, like stuff was coming out of me and the detox was, again, it's our bodies vary based on person to person. So the detoxing process is different for everyone. I know you've probably had your own detox symptoms and so many people do, but when you experience that and when you're like in that, it's, it's like, holy cow, this is, this is crazy. And it's funny because when I started drinking this water, it wasn't, 
it was like when I was doing this water, I felt the effects and, and it was incredible, but it was like, this was what started my journey in health and wellness. When I started drinking this water, it woke me up. So and all this stuff was coming out of my body. It was like, what have I been putting into my body the past like 22, 23 years. So it's intangibly like started this whole journey for me. And so when I found out about the, so, Oh, what I want to talk about was the, the alkalinity. So people hear about Congan water and they hear about, I feel like we've told people about Congan water and, and water ionizers and they hear it and they think of like a filter, they think of alkaline water and it's, it's so much more than that. And when we, it, the, the Congan water creates 8.5, 9.0, 9.5 alkalinity and alkalinity is so good in our bodies, right? We want our bodies to be alkalized because cancers and diseases thrive in an acidic state and alkalinity is, is so important for our bodies to be like that but that's not what it's all about like the alkalinity of and the ph of the conga water is honestly simply a byproduct of the molecular hydrogen so when you have the 8.5 and the 9.0 the 9.5 the higher the ph people might think oh i just want a higher ph actually the higher the ph the more molecular hydrogen the water actually creates. So it's all about the molecular hydrogen. The molecular hydrogen is the antioxidant. It is um, the good stuff. It's the, it's the juice. It's what it's all about. And so when, when we experience that, it's just, it's so incredible. And the testimonies are just off the charts. I mean, for me, I've, what I've experienced, I know for you, you've had your testimonies and people all over the world have had their testimonies. And it's, it's just been, it's been so incredible and such a journey. And I know, um, like for people who are maybe like really excited about this and like hearing this and, and like understand that this might, this makes kind of sense. I feel like for me intuitively, again, like it's important to do your research and to know and, and the analytics is really important, but intuitively, like how does this feel like knowing about antioxidants and about electricity and all this stuff, it felt right. And then I think it's so important that it's not just about the logistics. It's not just about the numbers. It's about how does it actually make you feel like what happens in your body when you do it. So for people out there um, who are interested, I totally encourage you guys to do the research on it. Again, PubMed, all those scholarly articles, reach out to people who kind of have an understanding of that, but try it out for yourself. That's the best way to figure out how you vibe with it. So I know like if you're near me or Jenny, we have a machine, we'd love to give out water. Um, we also have a community of people and friends all over the country, all over the world, who would be more than welcome to share the beauty of this water because it's when you like actually understand how it works and, all, and the effects of it, it's like you can't not share this water. It's been such a ride and such a journey. And yeah, I don't know if I missed anything there. Do you have anything to add? <laughs> no, you, that was like full flow of consciousness. I just wanted to, um, for everyone listening to this, can you just give like a brief summary of the difference between alkalinity and alkalize? So alkaline and alkalize. Yeah, yeah. So alkalinity is a is a noun and alkaline and in order for anything to be alkaline so alkaline is anything above a 7.0 ph so water the more acid it is um it's more negative or it's, it's less than so it's like two three four is more acidic and like nine ten eleven twelve like is more alkaline so anything above like legally above a 7.0 on the ph scale and you can measure these through these ph droplets so anything above a 7.0 on the ph scale is considered alkaline and alkalinity is actually getting a really bad rap because people kind of know how important our alkalinity is in our bodies and how we have to be in an alkaline state to thrive and survive. So they create these bottled waters. Bottled water in itself is a whole another rabbit hole because of the toxins and the plastic and stuff like that. But they have these bottled waters and they promote 
alkaline water as being like 9.0, 8.5, alkaline water, pure water, and all this stuff. And when we do this, if you actually look at the ingredients on it, a lot of the time it's like calcium chloride is in it, like sodium bicarbonate, all this stuff. And sodium bicarbonate is baking soda. And if you, we've tested this before. If you take acidic water, like a 3.0, and you put a bunch of baking soda in and you swirl it around, it will change the pH of it's like an 8.0. So people actually add additives and chemicals to water to simply make it legally above a 7.0. So that's why um, alkaline waters is getting a bad rep because it's being really tainted and, and messed with. But alkalized water means that it's gaining, it's getting the pH through um, a naturally occurring process like condom water. Like the pH, the alkaline of it is a byproduct of the molecular hydrogen that the water creates through a naturally occurring process of electricity going through the machine. So I think it's so important because you hear about alkaline water and all the time it's becoming so mainstream, but I think with a lot of things that are mainstream, it's, and like media, this is why it's so important to do your research and not on Google and stuff like that. I did say that before, but it's actually, it's, it's, it's a crazy difference and it's so important. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And also with what you're saying about how you're saying like it's mainstream, it's getting a bad rep, but I just wanted to say like why it's getting a bad rep is because people are drinking this quote unquote alkaline water, but they're actually drinking all of these added chemicals that they don't actually really know. Mm -hmm. So you, someone could be in a study or something where they're drinking a lot of alkaline water, but they're actually getting all these other chemicals. So that could be like making them sick and things like that. So with the Kangen water, you know, it's going through a pro process of electrolysis. So it's alkaline and alkalized in a natural process. Um, so that's, I think, important to say. And then something else I wanted to ask you, um, was about how over time the ORP like changes because I was somewhere recently and I had mentioned Kangen water to them and they were like, oh yeah, we have these like H2 water things that are being sold with like molecular hydrogen in them in like a plastic bag type of bottle thing. And I was like, there's no way that that's the same thing at all because the molecular hydrogen is going to like reduce over time and, and all that stuff. And then the plastic is another thing, like you said, but I just wanted to talk about how over like a 24 hour period, how it like decreases, increases, like, could you just explain that a little bit? Yeah. So I think you can, I think the big thing is that it goes through the electric, the electricity hits the place and it, and it goes through that crazy process and you can't recreate that. Like this is like a lightning strike happening on earth and you can't recreate that through like something that you pour into something, right? And when the, because it's alive, because it's electrolyzed, it only lasts for actually so long. So every day that the water sits out and is just sitting there, it actually reduces its, um, its potential to reduce oxidation. So if it starts off at a negative 800 when you pour this glass of Kanga water, the next day it'll be like negative 400. And then the next day it'll be like negative 200. And after like three days, it'll be completely back to zero. So, and that is, that's how you know it's natural and, 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 and good because when, when these water bottles and, and, and the alkaline waters that, that they promote are in water bottles, like they have a shelf life of like, like three months, like they're sitting there for a really long time and naturally occurring like water, like a process like this only is naturally supposed to last for, for so long for like two to three days or so like that. Yeah. There's more to this. There's more science behind it about how, because I think there's a big, Thing with stomach acid that people are really concerned with like if you're putting 9.5 in your body isn't that going to affect the ph of the stomach acid and all this stuff and i think since it reduces over i think there's more science to it that i'm not entirely sure with i have friends who know a lot more about it than i do but um it doesn't actually affect your stomach acid because it reduces over the, that time 
Yeah, we can talk about that another time because there's, there's a lot of science to that as well. Um, but someone also just said, which is important to note, is that this oxidation reduction potential decreases in a different way for glass and plastic. So it's going to happen faster in glass and plastic, and it's going to happen in glass. So that's why most of us, if we're sharing water, we're sharing it in these big gallon glass jugs rather than in plastic jugs. Um, so I think that's also important to note. Um, that's so important. I heard, I was hearing, even like not even with water, but this, um, I think his name is Sean Stevenson. He's like my favorite dude talking about health and talking about plastic. And basically like, like we need to stop not even just like wa plastic water bottles, but plastic like food containers that we're leaving food in, um, you know, like Tupperware and stuff like that. Like plastic, it's, it's so funny because we've come a long way with plastic and it's been like one of the greatest inventions ever, but it causes a lot of damage and, and it's, it's on a cellular level. You can't even see it, you know, but it really does do a lot of damage. Yeah, like those microplastics. I mean, that's a whole other conversation. Oh, yeah, and then the environment. I also wanted to say in terms of that with, uh, you know, plastic water bottles is like, I, I still see people buying like, you know, huge cases of water bottles. And it's just like, if you can avoid that in any way you can mm. is the best thing to do. Because exactly like you said, we, we won't even know this. I think that industry is like, so corrupt that we don't even know how long these plastic water bottles have been sitting in it like a warehouse before they even get into a store and how much they keep pushing them forward and forward on shelves so it's like we don't really know how long they've been sitting there so how long that water's been absorbing that plastic but that's a whole other issue in itself um so yeah i think this was all such great information and i also just want to say also if you can avoid drinking tap water please avoid that i've been watching a bunch of shows lately where they're literally it's so funny that i even recognize this now but i they like go to get water from their sink and i'm like what is happening and it's, it's like just those little conditioning things of even just watching a show is like oh they're just drinking it from you know the sink so that's fine like it's like those little things in their mind so just if you can avoid drinking from tap water highly recommend it so oh my gosh it's it's not even it shouldn't even be legally drinkable anymore like it's it's insane what have you ever watched like have you ever watched aaron brockovich that movie about water yeah. just that's everything about and it. then also dark waters with um mark ruffalo that's a really good one as well also just like the zach efron documentary yeah, yeah, yeah. about water that's like I actually gonna go fully into it but that's a really good one as well yeah i was listening to a podcast with zach it wasn't because Zac Efron was obviously like the main face of it, but I forget the name of the guy, but yeah, he, the other um, guy. Yeah, he was he, more of like the science. He was like the reason it became a thing. It was his idea. And he honestly wanted to go into way more depth about all this stuff. And he's so passionate about the water and the water industry. And like the stuff that they're doing in France is, is next level. It's so cool. But yeah, but yeah. stay away from um, tap water. It's so gnarly bottle water. But um, yeah, what, what would you recommend as like best? Again, again, we can recommend. Cause I have, it's one of those things where once you w wake up and like try how water should kind of taste and how it should make you feel, you can't really go back. It's so hard to go back to the regular stuff. I had a friend who just started drinking Congo water and tried that. And she like went back a little bit and she's like, Andrew, I can't even go back to it. You know, it's crazy. And, and we're kind of just, yeah, it's, it's a thing. It's a thing. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. I have a couple things to say. Like for me, because I know what's in the water, not even just for like the health benefits of the molecular hydrogen, just knowing what's in the tap water, or even in a Brita filter or zero filter or a Berkeley or Berkey, whatever they're called. 
like still like it's just not the same with just the filter part of it um so someone just said like even the chlorine and fluoride is just enough for me not to drink it like i'm literally the person that brings like four jugs of water like everywhere i go which is like pretty inconvenient but i'm like i won't compromise um so yeah definitely definitely big for me it's like i can't go back so um for ways that you guys can you know, actually access this water or better like alternatives. For one, definitely reach out to both of us. If you're not in our area, we can definitely recommend someone that's in your area. Like we said, we have a network all over the entire world. Um, there are literally thousands of Kenyan water distributors and just um, doing your own research and we can connect you with someone to get you water or like we can get it ourselves to you if you're in um, near the Philadelphia area. And then I also wanted to say, because you kind of said, like, um, what are good alternatives for people if, like, they really can't get access to this or say sometimes if you're traveling um, or what, what have it. So, um, one, just want to say the Kangen water machine can actually be brought through TSA because the metal grade, medical grade water ionizer. So you can actually bring the machine and then you can bring an actual, like, water bottle and they just have to test it. Um, so that's something that once I travel again, I'm definitely going to be doing. Yeah, I've done that before. Traveling during having my machine because of COVID. So definitely keep that in mind. But if you don't have a machine and you're traveling or if you're in another country, I mean, sometimes things just happen. I totally get that. Like, don't want to be naive to that. So something that I've heard, again, this is like should be your last resort, but something I've heard is getting a water bottle that is made out of glass, aluminum, cardboard, or the hardest plastic you can find. So like, um, I think, what is it, Evian? What, what's, the, what's the harder one, the Fuji? Fuji, Fuji, mm. Fuji. <laughs> like that's a pretty hard plastic. That's like the better option because that plastic is quote unquote better. Um, but yeah, so definitely um, reach out to us if you have any questions, we can discuss payment plans. Both of us have a website and they're linked in our bios on Instagram and we can get you guys a custom quote for a payment plan. Most people do payment plans, which are as low as $180 a month, depending on how long you wanna finance it. And then of course you can always finance through a credit card, but the company that we sell through, Enagic, has their own payment options. So it's very, very attainable. And I think at the end of the day, it's just where are you gonna prioritize your money and how much your health is worth to you. And I know for me, like I cannot go back <laughs> now that I know about this water, so. Yeah, just anything else you want to add, and then we can hop off. I think you got most of it. I think this is a pretty pretty cool call. Again, I think this has been fun, honestly. I think we're, we'll dive in more deeply about things about Kong Water, maybe talk about the community, maybe talk about a bunch of different things later on in different segments and stuff like that. But I think this was a good start um, to get things rolling and get things interested because it starts with a peak of interest. Like, that's what happened for me. Like, I was genuinely interested in the fact that this is the only body that I have and and how have I been treating myself and how do I want to feel and, and all these different variables and and again it's not even just about drinking the water it's about raising your awareness to how you're feeling on a regular basis how you're thinking with your mind because that is so powerful too like the placebo effect um getting outside there's so many variables to health and that's something I'm also I'm not just passionate about kind of water even though I totally am I'm passionate about wellness and sustaining that wellness and so many different aspects and there's so many variables to our health so love you guys yeah
Yes, awesome. I love it. So wherever you're watching, if you're live, thank you so much for being here. If you want more information, you can go to our bios right now and check it out or after and DM us. You know, we're very nice people. We're welcome to questions. And then also on the blog, um, I'll link our Instagrams and websites and same with the podcast. So um, yeah, I'm excited to make this kind of like an ongoing series thing that we'll do um, to answer questions. So if anything has piqued your interest and you have specific questions, definitely let us know so that we can address them in future lives. So yeah, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Andrew, for sharing so much knowledge. I really appreciate it. And I feel like you're just getting better at explaining things, which is awesome. Practice, baby. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, thank you so much. I'll see you later. Love you. Bye. Get up.